I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We've got a fun topic today. We're going to talk about dirty tricks publishers play in the music business. So we, <laughs> we hope you've not encountered any of these, but you may, and it's good to be aware of them. In fact, one, uh, one of these things uh, is, is something that actually caused us to start Songtown because we saw somebody really kind of get taken for a ride. So we'll talk about these things. I'm going to throw them out to Clay kind of blind, and he's going to respond with what a songwriter should do if they're faced with a scenario. Hey, so I just want to say, let's just, before you start, I just want to say that some of my best friends are publishers. So we're not talking about all publishers. No. But, you know, there's a lot of, some, you know, I've had publishers that I owe my career to. Um, yeah. And I know you you have too. So there are a lot of great publishers. But with Songtown, we have the luxury now, are the unfortunate ability to, to to discover that there are a lot of publishers out there that yeah. will do some shady stuff, you know, yeah. and maybe they don't even know it's shady. Maybe they just think it's how, you know, the business is done, but it's not. And we're yeah. here today to set the record straight. To debunk it. And, yeah. and it's not even, it's not it, that all of these things are unethical or illegal or any of that it's just not in your favor it's a it's a, a thing a, yeah. a publisher's trying to do to get you to you know to do whatever it is they want from you you know or to make more money and that kind of thing but it's not always something you have to do or you even need to do so i'm gonna throw my clay so clay what if a, if a publisher calls me and says you know what i love your song i want to put it on hold what should, what? Songwriter, what should a songwriter say? Because I've had, I've had people come to me and say, hey, this guy put my song on hold. And I'm like, hmm, that's a publisher. So talk to me okay. about what, what you should say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So first of all, publishers don't put songs on hold. Artists put songs on hold. Labels put songs on hold. Managers might put songs on hold. Producers, the people that are... What a hold is, is when a team around the artist goes, we want to record that song. Don't give it to anyone else. We want to hold it. A publisher is trying to get you a hold. So a publisher can't put your song on hold. You know, so that's, and it's, and you're right. Like there's, it's just a misuse of the terminology that the writer feels like they've accomplished something because the publisher wants to put it on hold. It's like, First of all, I go, this publisher can't be in the business, like <laughs> really in the business, because that's not something a publisher does. Right. Warning, Will Robinson. Do not, yes. If, if a publisher wants to put your song on hold, question whether they're a real publisher. Oh, um, because real, real publishers don't do that. They know that's not how the business works. They know that's not how the lingo is. And uh, so they may be wanting to pitch your song, but putting it on hold is, is not a thing like that with a publisher. All right. So Clay, what if one of your co-writers plays a song for a publisher, publisher loves it, wants to do a single song contract with that writer and the right, your friend, the writer comes to you and says, Hey, my, this publisher won't do this deal unless you sign your publishing over to him as well. What do you say? Oh, 
You know how many times I've heard this, Marty, from weekly, almost, <laughs> yeah. Oh, almost it makes weekly. me. It literally makes me sick sometimes because we we give we we tell people the straight story, and a lot of people won't follow this, and they end up regretting it down the road. But okay, I think of songs as at the end of your street, there's a cul-de-sac, and there's say there's three houses at the end of that street and say there's three songwriters on your song. Okay. At the end of the street, those three houses, if your neighbor sells their house, you don't have to sell your house too. You're all part of that (laughs) (laughs) cul-de-sac. You're all part of the cul-de-sac and the neighbor is free to do with their, their land, whatever they want. So if you've written a three-way song, you have a piece and your other two co-writers have equal pieces in a perfect world. Um, you have your publishing, you have your writer's share. And no, you should not give that away. I mean, think about it. If all your publishers, gosh, there's so many levels, this is not right. But first of all, perhaps that publisher is not the best publisher. So why would you want to give up yours to a subpar publisher? Maybe it's somebody that's just starting out in the business. Who knows? But if this logic was right, and and I hear Songtown members say to me, they're worried because if I don't sign over my portion too, maybe the publisher won't pitch it. But if you think this is, think it through, if I write a song with Marty, Marty has a deal, I have a deal, my publisher's still going to pitch it, even though he hasn't signed Marty's public, you know, publishing. So, what what your logic is telling you is, oh, they're not going to pitch it if I don't sign over. But that means, as a writer, you can only write with unsigned people. Like that doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just wrong on, on a lot of levels. And say if you're trying to get a staff writer deal. Why would you want your song tied up in contracts that all your co-writers have signed? Because if you go to Sony and they want to sign you as a writer and they go, we love these five songs. And you're like, well, somebody else owns the publishing. I mean, you're going to lose your deal probably, you know? So it's, you need to hang on to your own publishing. What, what your co-writer does is their business they shouldn't get involved in your business. No co-writer should tell me, hey, man, you really should give over your publishing because my guy's good. Like, they, they shouldn't even ask you that. And I know a lot of people don't know how the business works, um, but no pro-writer has ever said to me, hey, man, my publisher wants your publishing. It, it's not yeah. the way to do business. Yeah, it's a predatory practice is what it is. Yes, and it's, yes. It, it's a, you know, and and... You can understand it from a greed standpoint. If if they love the song and they think they can get it cut, then having twice as much of the publishing, they're going to make more money as having half the much publishing. Yeah. But from a business standpoint, that's not the way it works. So like I don't if Clay and I write a song and I'm I want to pitch it to Kenny Chesney, I don't go, Clay, I love our song. I want to pitch it to Kenny Chesney, but I won't pitch it unless you give me your publishing. That would be like cutting off my nose to spite my face. I, I'm, if I think I can get it cut, I'm going to pitch it anyway because I'll make a good amount of money if, if a big artist cuts it. And so it's just really important to know how that stuff works and to know your rights. 
and you've got to do what's best for you with your house at yeah. the end of the cul-de-sac. You know, you, you, you don't do what's best for the guy next door. You do what's best for you. Sometimes that might be um, signing with that publisher. If you think it could lead to a long-term deal, if it's more than just that song, maybe you consider that. But if you're looking for a staff writing deal, like Clay mentioned, that's going to hurt you down the road. If you got all your best songs out on these single song contracts, Unless here's here's what we do. You know, we have our edge groups where Songtown members meet each month with publishers. And, you know, we do they do sign if a edge member writes a killer song, the publisher signs that song to a deal. But what we do is we have reversion clauses. And that means if nothing happens with that song and you want that song back down the road, you can get it back. Yeah. And what many of these publishers out there that pressure, you know, someone to pressure you to sign with them, they're not giving you a reversion clause. And yeah. and often when you ask for it, they, they're all of a sudden not interested. They're just trying to increase their stockpile of songs. So if you do feel like, hey, maybe I've got a shot at working with this publisher on a bigger basis, maybe I'll let him publish this song. Get it back in a year if nothing's happened. Yeah. Put a reversion clause. You know, if the publisher's not interested in doing that, they're not really interested in you as a writer. Yeah. If they feel like they want to have a great relationship with you as a writer, they'll give you a reversion clause. Yeah. You know, a, a, an example of something on the other side of that would be I've been working on a play that's gotten some traction in New York. And I had a big New York agent call me and say, hey, I'd love to represent you. Well, this agent was already representing one of the other people on our team. And, and so I said, right. you know, are you interested in an ongoing relationship with me on other projects as well? Or is it just this thing? And, I, and they said, well, it's just this thing. And I said, of well, course, <laughs> why? If you're already representing our play on from another angle, why would I want to sign with you? And they're like. Right. That's a valid question, you know, but so <laughs> you have to look at that because the ideal scenario, really, if Clay and I write a song, the ideal scenario is that I'm out pitching the song and Clay's out pitching the song and both publishers are out pitching the song, you know? So if your co-writer signs a deal with one publisher and you sign that same song for your publishing share to another publisher, then you got two publishers working on that song and right. you, that increases your chances of getting it recorded, you know? So you, by, by holding out and being smart with it, you can make a better decision most times. Yeah, and I would, I would much rather have two publishers out there pitching that song and trying to get it cut than just having one. So yeah. if you do sign, if your co-writer says, hey, this publisher wants you to also sign over the publishing, you're actually hurting the chances of your song's success because yeah. you're only going to have one publisher pitching that song. Now, I'm not saying that publisher couldn't get it cut, you know, but the odds are greater that you you just want more people working a song. So the yeah. bottom the bottom line to all of this Marty is all is fair and love and publishing. And people <laughs> well, are going to people <laughs> Yeah, people are going to ask for a lot of crazy things. And it's up to us as writers to educate ourselves and go, no, that's not in my best interest, you know, and be comfortable with that. 
Yeah. And I've got one more dirty trick to throw at you, Clay. Well, this this oh. one can be quick. Let's say a, a publisher comes to you, you and you go, they go, I love this song. Uh, I'll, I'll pitch it. I want all your publishing and you just, all you have to do is pay me $2,500 for a demo. What? So you pay, you pay me $2,500 for the demo. This is a real scenario that we've had someone oh. face, you know? So what do you, what would someone need to say in that position? I know. And you know that it seems like lately there's a lot of these one-stop places where we're going to publish your song and we're going to produce your song and we're going to, you know, shop it for you. It's the problem with that. It's hard to be good at everything. But the second problem with that is charging an absorbent amount of money for a demo, $2,500. Wow. Um, I mean, if it was a master and you were going to be putting it out to radio, yeah. But um, for a demo, that's a lot. And so that would raise a, a red flag. But beyond that, there are a lot of production companies out there that go, well, we'll publish your song. And they're really trying to drum up business for a production company so they can make their money on the, on this $2,500. But if you are paying for the demo and they're not paying you a draw, why are you signing over 100% of the publishing? You know, to me, if a publisher wants 100% of my publishing, first of all, he's not going to get it now because I've had some hits, so I'm not going to take that deal. But when I started out, I did sign deals that gave up 100% of my publishing. I'm glad I did it. But they gave me a writer's draw. They gave me a salary to live on. And they paid for the demos up front, which I had to pay back later when the songs got cut. Um, but they were invested in me. So yeah. if they invest in me as a writer, then yeah, they have a right to ask for 100%. But if they have made no investment, if you bring them a demo or you pay for the demo, and all they're going to do is send an email of that song over to a producer or an artist they know and try to get it cut, they have very little investment. Very, very little investment. Yeah. So I would be looking at no giving up no more than half of my publishing. Yeah, and it, and. If if I bring someone a demo and and they're just going to pitch it, and I've paid for the demo, I wrote the song. They should really reimburse me for the demo, not yes. me pay them for a demo. You know, so if someone's ever, you know, they say the only sure things in life are death and taxes. Here's a third. If someone offers, they want you to pay them to take all your publishing. Do not yes. do that every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dirty publisher trick you do not participate in. And and it that is. means they're trying to rip you off, you know? And so you don't want to get into business with someone who's trying to rip you off. So, and all a this lot of them, Marty, I, I think a lot of people are good people and they'll go to their grave defending why they're doing this and believe that themselves. But as a writer, what you're saying is never give up all your pun your <laughs> never give up all your publishing and pay somebody at the same time. It's just yeah. not good business sense. And, and yeah. they should be paying you is, and someone. And they don't really have if you're paying them for an expensive demo, they don't really have the they haven't invested anything. So they don't have an incentive to go out there and get their money back by yeah. by getting you a cut. If a publisher's paying me a draw. 
their butts on the line. They vouch to their company that I'm going to make that company money. So they're out there pitching that song and they're pitching all my songs I write to try to get them cut. They yeah. they they're risking something so in return they get full publishing. If there's no risk and you're paying them, then I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I would run the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, all this stuff like Clay mentioned at the beginning. Publishers are legit publishers who are honest and who really believe in you are awesome. You know, Publishers that are fly by night kind of people can be after all kinds of different things. And so it's just important to understand how things work. And Clay's um, cul-de-sac analogy is a great way to think of it. You know, if you, if you understand that, that you don't have to take a deal that's, that one of your co-writers takes, then you're in the driver's seat and you can evaluate whether that deal makes sense for you as well, or if you need to you know, hold out and do something different. So make sure you know what's going on when you're in these situations and don't, don't fall prey to somebody who tells you you're awesome and then picking your pocket. Oh, Oh, I got one more story. This is valuable. I know we're going a okay. little over, but, but Songtown member came to me and said that they wrote 10 songs with an artist and that artist has got a record deal and the record company wants to take the Songtown members publishing. 100% of the publishing that on these songs that they co-wrote with the artist. And so I asked some questions. I said, well, tell me about the record company. Well, they're a new company, but they really believe in her and they're really going to push the songs. I'm going, okay, so you're telling me that they've had no more success than you and they're asking you to give up your property to them. Like, why aren't they giving you the artist publishing if they own that? Like, why, why are they, you know, so I think yeah. as writers, don't shortchange yourself. And she felt like, well, they're not going to cut my songs if, if I don't give them this. And yeah. it was like, you don't realize the power you have. They've already yeah. committed in their minds to putting this album out with 10 songs that you co-wrote. And what are they going to do? Just start over from scratch and and dump yeah. your songs? And if they if they do dump them, then walk away knowing that you know you did what was best for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you can walk away from those deals. It can be painful, but you you can walk away from those deals knowing that you did the right thing. And that's a slippery slope too, because if you do that with that record label, every single thing you ever have on that record label in the future, yes. they're going to want all your publishing. But if you yeah. stand up and say no, they're going to go, okay, we can't play that game with that person. You know, just tell so, them, and, tell them you have a publisher, you publish yourself. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, and I told, we'll end on this. I told a, a Songtown writer the other day, she said, well, they're offering me this deal and I don't have any success so far. I don't have any negotiating power. And I said, if they love your song, you have all the negotiating power. Yeah. If they truly love your song, you've got all, you know, so if they think they can make a hundred thousand dollars off your song, you have all the negotiating power. If they don't really love your song and they're trying to get money from you, then you don't have any in, in that regard. Right. If you're just willing to take it, you know? So if, understand that if someone loves your song that's in the business and they think they can get it recorded for you, they know they're going to make a lot of money with even 50% of your publishing. So yeah. they may try to get more, 
but but if they really believe they will accept that kind of deal you know a, a fair deal for them so yeah. i hope this has been helpful clay and i are always around for um songtown members to reach out with uh questions about publishing and the business and that kind of stuff uh, but at the end of the day before you sign a contract you need to talk to a lawyer an entertainment lawyer not your brother who's a uh you know litigation lawyer necessarily but an entertainment lawyer would be best check out the show notes for links to our sponsor sweetwater gear which we're big fans of links to our books and most importantly links to songtown where you can find all about what we do and what we offer. And we have a great community of people from all over the world writing monster songs. Take care. Cheers.